If there's one area in which I can agree with the KKK, the white race is going the way of the dodo. According to neo-Nazi literature, white people are like glasses of milk. Add a drop of Hershey's syrup to the mix, and bam! You've got yourself chocolate people. Now supposing we could be certain as to who a white person is, according to her medical records, my brown-skinned wife is white, racists should have figured out by now that their entire team is woefully pathetic, in that they can be wiped out by a single drop of impurity. The black race, by contrast, is seemingly indestructible. Consider our first African-American president. Technically speaking, Barack Hussein Obama is half-white on his mother's side, but nobody ever mentions this. One father from Kenya is all it takes to represent an entire race. White supremacists consider this a negative, but for me, it's a superpower. You can't unchocolate your chocolate milk, but you can always make it darker. It doesn't work the other way. The problem of racism falls under the much larger umbrella of tribalism. It's the conflict that arises due to people's differences. You don't need racism to hate. Religion will do, or sex, or political affiliation. If naked and afraid has taught me anything, it's that survival on the African savanna was tough. For a couple million years, humans fought over limited resources, and those resources could only be gotten by smallish groups, or tribes. So while one guy tended to the fire, his wife was thatching roofs, his son was gathering kindling, and his cousins were out chasing buffalo. This arrangement helped guarantee survival, until, that is, strange colored people arrived with their weird hair, weird face paint, and even weirder clothing, to steal your hard-earned dinner. This is where our apprehension for differences comes from. Feelings of racism were, at one point in time, a survival instinct. But we're not living on African bushland anymore, well, not most of us, anyway. The tribalism that leads to racial strife is the same that leads to religious and political conflict. Our pattern-seeking brains are constantly working to determine who is the us and who is in the other crowd. This is why people in cities tend to be more accepting of different cultures. New Yorkers living and working around Muslims, Hindus, and Sikhs can more easily accept foreign-born groups into their tribe. Hey, we're all New Yorkers here. Unfortunately, Midwesterners from tumbleweed towns find more in common with white Russian hackers than Black Lives Matter protesters. When you really think about it, we're all just monkeys. Stupid, stupid monkeys, acting on very primitive programming. Here we are in 2018, with nuclear weapons and the Large Hadron Collider, and yet we've still got flat earthers and people voting for in God we trust signs to ward off school shooters. The internet has given the least evolved of us a platform, which is how we ended up with an illiterate president, but also, the constant rage machine directed at forced diversity, SJWs, and identity politics. Yes, folks, this isn't your grandfather's racism, this is racism 2.0. And hey, how's that for hypocrisy? Everyone who complains about identity politics never seems to shut up about the left. To be fair, not every anti-SJW is a racist or sexist. Sam Harris appears genuinely interested in doing the right thing, and yet he is oblivious to the ways in which a vocal majority can turn otherwise sensible arguments into weapons of hate. According to the Bell Curve author, Charles Murray, black people tend to have, on average, lower IQ scores than white people. This has turned Murray into a villain on the left, to the point at which he received threats of violence, and is banned from speaking at universities. Free speech aside, I am forced to wonder, did Murray really not think of the consequences of his study? Did he never consider how such a book might empower hate groups the world over? This brings us to the very real important issue of our day, Star Wars. If you haven't been on YouTube lately, just type Star Wars into the search box and prepare for the floodgates of hell to open. Everyone is entitled to hating works of art, 
but bullying actresses like Kelly Marie Tran to the point that they quit social media or calling for the termination of Kathleen Kennedy or Ryan Johnson due to their pro-feminist agenda is simple absurdity. When the Ghostbusters reboot becomes the most downvoted video in YouTube history, you have to wonder, what the fuck is going on? Did these same people not see the equally horrific Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles remake? Or any of the vomit-inducing Transformers flicks? I think they did, but then again, Optimus Prime wasn't turned into a girl robot. Look, I get it. For many of us jaded 40-somethings, these franchises are sacred. We don't want to grow up. We want to fly on pixie dust and fight pirates forever. Making Shira with smaller boobs and a longer skirt forces us to see change, and change reminds us of the inevitability of aging and death. Take it from me, a guy who watched Shira religiously in the 80s, and rook she porn in college, I understand the sex appeal. And yet, all of our manly, sexist arguments dissolve to nothing when we recognize that the children of today are currently living their own childhoods, and could care less that the original Ghostbusters were a bunch of dudes, or whether Adora's boobs make her look like a boy. My 8-year-old loved the new Ghostbusters, and my 13-year-old can't wait for Netflix Shira. Consequently, none of my kin so much as noticed the SJW agenda in The Last Jedi. For my girls, Rey was unquestionably the hero, in the same way I never once bothered to ask myself why Luke Skywalker had to be a boy. Love her or hate her, Rose Tico is now a part of Star Wars canon, and while I am sure my kids didn't think much about her Asian features, I am equally certain that many Asian children were only too happy to, finally, see themselves represented in Star Wars. Seriously, name one Asian character from the original Star Wars. Go ahead. I'll wait. Asian, a new alien race. The anti-SJW crowd is outraged by all of this forced diversity, despite the fact that for over a hundred years, every non-white race has been forced to sit through the opposite, and every woman has been forced to see herself depicted as little more than a damsel in distress. Let me make this perfectly clear, there is no such thing as forced diversity, only diversity that happens to bother you. If you're saying to yourself, why they have to put a black guy in this? But you've never asked, why they have to put a white guy in this? Guess what? You probably wear a MAGA hat. But even if we need to force ourselves to recognize that other races do, in fact, exist, isn't that a good thing? How can the supreme white male be so insecure as to want anything less? Again, I can agree with the KKK in that we may lose our whiteness, and white skin can be pretty nice, I suppose. My hero growing up was the Nazi ideal, with his blonde hair and blue eyes. Heck, he even wore a German iron cross on his chest, and fought lots of colored villains, including a blue skeletor, a red beastman, and a green merman. He never had a black friend until Clamp Champ, who wasn't introduced until the very last year of the toy's run. And let's not forget his perfectly Aryan sister, Shira, now a pawn of the SJW agenda due to her lack of boobage. The new Shira, ruining 40-year-old virgins' fantasies. Whiteness isn't a culture, a heritage, or even a race. It's nothing more than an aesthetic, and is not worth keeping, not at the expense of countless lives, lives that do, in fact, matter, not when millions can be made to suffer as a result. We need to grow up and accept the inevitable change happening in our world. If women take over, I say, bring it on. For 10,000 years, men have called the shots. We've had a good run, but in many ways managed to screw things up. If the human race is to turn brown, I say, let's chocolate it up, baby. The only real solution for racism was discovered 2,000 years ago, by Alexander the Great, who forced his Greek soldiers to marry Persian women. Racism is a continuing problem in America, and there's only one real solution. We need to end race. We need to fuck our way to a better future.